student from really any size high school goes to college and they take anatomy and physiology in their first semester and they find themselves in a lecture hall with 300 students. And in that lecture hall, they find that their access to the instructor is basically non-existent. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. That's Exodus 6.6. As with our other podcast, we like to open each show with a biblical verse, and we like to conclude with the Lord's Prayer. Due to our commitment as Christians and our submission to what God does in our life each and every day, we plan to do the same with this podcast. However, this podcast, uh, Biblical Anatomy, is a separate podcast. Perhaps you started listening to us through the other podcast, Discipleship Conditioning, and you're coming over from that. Perhaps you're a new subscriber and you're here to seek how your anatomy is truly biblical. Or perhaps you're just seeking some information about anatomy and trying to get through a college course or a high school course or whatever the case may be. We are here to serve that. Most of what we speak of in this show is going to be directed towards the high school senior and the college freshman, uh, getting into the beginnings of the nuances of advanced anatomy and physiology. Eventually, we will have some courses online both of the basic, intermediate, and advanced varieties. And uh, we'll offer those through a community that we currently have. Uh, But this podcast will remain self-sponsored and free, and it's going to discuss a lot of the topics that tend to be stumbling blocks for students in about that senior level to freshman level, high school to college, uh, anatomy and physiology. I've taught that class for six years. I should say taught those classes. There's a number of them, different levels of them. And I'm very well versed in the common pitfalls and where education fails these students in a lot of ways. And that's mainly what I'd like to talk about in this first episode is where the state of education is while welcoming everyone and providing purpose as to why I even feel the need to do a podcast why I even feel the need to have a community and have these courses published outside of a traditional brick and mortar institution. I'm very passionate about the reasons uh, that we need this to occur and I hope to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit and share some information that maybe most people are not aware is occurring in education today. We'll have an ever-evolving mission. This is our mission as of day one. But everything we're doing in 2023 is to prepare for a 2024 launch. Uh, We are building up to create a school. We want to create a school that serves Christians. We want to create a school that fills in the gap where Christian education doesn't have anatomy and physiology. And to uh, make truth known in those that do have anatomy and physiology, but it's ignored that that anatomy and physiology is biblical. 
So everything we will say here on the show will be science-based, but it will more importantly be truth-based as our anatomy and physiology is truly God-inspired. So our mission as of day one is to bring together Christians who seek to understand biblical anatomy, to connect science with scripture so we can better understand God's handiwork in our lives. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward, and there is definitely a population that I feel uh, will be interested in what we have to offer here and needs what we have to offer here. So let's start with the two podcasts that we have. So I mentioned previously our other podcast is Discipleship Conditioning. Uh, There we basically have a Bible study. In the beginning stages of that uh, podcast, it was sort of both of these podcasts wrapped into one. My two passions in life are the Bible and anatomy and physiology. The Bible I commit to study every day for the rest of my life. I often fail and miss a day, but that's my commitment to strive for that perfection of trying to get in the Bible every single day. And I have, well, probably 13 years if you combine my collegiate experience as a student and collegiate experience as a professor of anatomy and physiology under my wheelhouse. As a student, I've taken close to 30 anatomy and physiology classes and taught many, many more than that. So I have my passion and where I've been well taught, the gifts that the Lord has provided me, and I have the most truth that we have access to, and that's God's word. When I quote scripture, it'll be out of the ESV for now. Um, I will let you know if I change that, but that tends to be the version, the English Standard Version, that I uh, read out of most frequently. The two podcasts are recorded on Mondays and Wednesdays. Today is a Monday, and I'm recording this Biblical Anatomy podcast. And then on Wednesday, I will record the Discipleship Conditioning podcast. There may be two different populations of people for each podcast, and there may be some that, uh, that look for both. So if you're looking for a good Bible study, uh, Wednesdays, Discipleship Conditioning is your ticket. If you're looking to understand more about your anatomy and how it's biblical, Monday's Biblical Anatomy is your ticket. Again, I stated that we are building up to launch our school at minimum in online form, at maximum in some brick and mortar fashion in early 2024. Right now is the fall, well technically still the summer, but as we enter the fall of 2023, so we hope to get a number of episodes of this podcast out. We plan to record every single week unless there's a holiday. As so happens, next Monday is Labor Day, so I won't be recording next Monday, but I'll record the Monday after that. So what I'd like to share with you in the big focus of today is the state of education and whether you should attend college or not, um, and whether you should attend a public school or not. We'll tackle each one step by step, but I have some passionate thoughts about each one. My thoughts are fairly niche and they 100% correlate with um, my stance as a Christian and my stance as a father and how I see um, me guiding my children to select their options in these paths as the years go by. Uh, To keep things chronological, I'll start with public education. Now, my experience in public education is far less than my experience in collegiate education or higher education, but I've seen enough. 
and I have done internships, I've worked as a coach and been in the building and, and seen all I need to see to understand what the value is with public education. Now, I do not want to take away from those public educators that provide a tremendous value and are Christians themselves and are doing the best that they can in a secular environment. But we are officially at the point where Bible has become a four-letter curse word in public institutions. Uh, there's countless stories that I could recite on instances where it is made well known that that is not something that is to be taught in public education. We are fully to the separation of church and state. If you go back to our founding fathers and the way education looked like then, we are very much askewed from that. You may agree with that. Um, you may not. I don't. I don't agree with separating church and state. I don't agree with separating the Bible from our education system. It is the number one truth, the only true truth, the only solid truth that there is, is God's word. And if we're trying to teach logic and we're trying to teach truth in education, we need to be teaching the Bible, in my opinion. So <clears throat> I have one daughter that is old enough to go to school and she goes to a private Christian university. No, sorry, not a private Christian university, but a private Christian school. And uh, I am very happy that she attends that school and very thankful that she attends that school because she is getting the education that she deserves. She's getting everything. Uh, she's getting no, no less than what public school would provide and in addition to everything public school would provide, she's getting her teachings in the Bible, which I value tremendously. Apart from that, in the public education system, my warning to that or participation in that would be the amount of money that is given per child for their essential attendance. I have heard it referred to as heads in a room before, uh, similar to heads of cattle. <clears throat> and so it is possible that a number of state institutions look at it as a numbers game, as a business as opposed to each child. And I can only speak from the area that I come from in my experiences, but generally you're looking at classes that are between 30 and 40 kids per class. As an educator myself, that's far too many students to be handling uh, all at once. At the collegiate level, things I think actually get worse uh, at really all sorts of different educational institutions, private and public. Uh, a student from really any size high school goes to college and they take anatomy and physiology in their first semester and they find themselves in a lecture hall with 300 students. And in that lecture hall, they find that their access to the instructor is basically non-existent. They may at best have access to a teacher's assistant, but access to the actual instructor is pretty minimal. And what goes into play there, again, is a numbers game. How much money can we bring in? And if we're serving money as our idol, that makes sense. But also, how that money is allocated from instructor to instructor. Many of you may not realize that at the university level, depending on the focus of the university, the instructor or the professor is hired based on uh, 
their research capabilities. A typical college student will take a 12 credits per semester to be considered full-time and they tally up credits the same way for professors in most institutions. And they'll usually say that six credits is towards research and six class or six core credits, excuse me, is towards teaching. So two three credit classes or maybe a four credit lecture and a two credit lab. So the teaching demand is generally not all that high. But then the research demand, which makes up 50% in a lot of instances, and in some colleges, universities are higher. Maybe it's nine credits and some are lower. Maybe it's three credits. Um, but a 50-50 split is pretty common. Which means when your son or daughter or you attending college find yourself in that 300-person lecture hall, and you need assistance from the instructor, at best, 50% of their time is available to teach class. Now minus from that, the time they need to prepare for the class, and the time they actually teach the class themselves, and you're gonna need luck on your side, you're gonna need to say your prayers in order to um, be able to get in face, person to person, with that instructor. I teach at a private institution and the class sizes are much, much smaller and the research demand is essentially non-existent. However, because money is the idol, we can go on and on and on about how everything is geared towards making sure that the bottom line as a business is met. And while I fully understand that perspective as a business, by and large in higher education, we're losing our way with good quality teaching and mentorship of students. We're promoting people to train themselves in the areas of research and in the areas of business. And the teachers in the middle are being squeezed out and a lot of good quality teachers are going elsewhere. It's a sad state of affairs in education and I do see things drastically changing, hence why we plan to start a school. I see, especially since COVID came into play, a mass exodus from the public education system, both in the K through 12 environment and the higher education environment. We live in a world of social media and YouTube where you can basically go online and teach yourself just about anything. Now, you need to be aware of the source and if someone is actually teaching you accurate information. And granted, if you want to become a lawyer or a doctor and you need some sort of certification or credential, that warrants the investment in time and money to end up getting that degree that will set you up in the path that you want to go. But there are a number of professions that don't require that. In fact, the majority of people that graduate with a bachelor's, they end up working in a profession that has nothing to do with the bachelor's they have. And the bachelor's merely looks good on a resume. But business is all about supply and demand. And when enough people leave higher education and the supply of applicants 
that are submitting resumes with bachelor's degrees decreases and decreases and decreases, there's going to be a shift in that supply and demand and where companies are looking for their education to be found. Furthermore, we're all familiar with Google, and I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you that I believe and have witnessed myself many an individual get a collegiate degree thanks to Google or thanks to your selected search engine. Cheating has become incessant in higher education, especially during COVID. And there are a number of individuals that have elected to take the easy way out. So that bachelor's degree on resume, I also believe, and I believe this has already started, is going to become less and less valuable to the employer because it may only be worth the paper that it's printed on because that individual may have not actually earned the degree. They may need to forward that diploma to Google in thanks for what they have provided on online answers to get them through. This unfortunately is, is, is very common. It may be shocking to you, but it's very, very common. So none of this aligns with me as a person and what I believe biblically to be sound, to be ethical. I'm against it all. I'm against both sides of it, and I'm one of those teachers in the middle that's being squeezed. I'm against the service to the almighty dollar. I'm against excluding God from our textbooks. And I'm against the stressful situation that students are put into and their response to also act unethically. We all heard as a kid, right, two wrongs don't make a right, but that's what we're experiencing here. We're seeing wrongs on the educator side and we're seeing wrongs on the student side and neither one is benefiting from the situation. So we need to reimagine what education needs to be and how it can service us and not become a burden to us. So I wish to share my knowledge with human anatomy and physiology. Maybe this helps you as you're deciding you want to go into medical school and you want to become a doctor. Uh, maybe this helps you become an athletic trainer or a strength and conditioning coach and it prepares you for that path. Maybe it prepares you for a certification to become a personal trainer. Maybe it just helps you understand that what you learned in your previous anatomy and physiology class, uh, although not advertised as biblically sound and related, is. Maybe you're in anatomy and physiology class right now and you wish to understand how the Krebs cycle works or how the juxtaglomerular apparatus filters urine, or a number of things that are common pitfalls for that age group. Again, that will be the main focus, but before we start talking about any of those subjects or subtopics specifically, I think it poignant to point out the current state of education and what I'm seeing as an educator and where I think we need to sort of zig uh, when everyone else is zagging and I do believe in time everyone will follow and I think the value of education can increase but it's gonna look a lot different I think people are done with student loan debt I think people are done with going to college for four years directly out of high school not knowing what they want to do to get a bachelor's degree and oh 
between sixty and a hundred thousand dollars and not use that bachelor's degree for anything. I think a lot of parents are done saving up for 20, 30, 40 years that 60 to 100 grand to pay for their kids' college that they don't use, that a bachelor's degree that they don't apply to anything. I went back to school primarily beginning at the age of 27. So I was in a far different boat, and if that's you, I can relate, and I was a lot more focused at 27 than I was at 18. Had I got a bachelor's degree between 18 and 22, I promise you I wouldn't be using it right now other than just relating the experiences that I went through. But I wouldn't have a job pertaining to whatever the bachelor's would have been at that point in time. All this to say, the current education system is broken, and we believe that we provide part of the solution at least from a biblical anatomy perspective. We hope that you enjoy what we have to offer. Right now, we self-sponsor through our website, erratphysiology.com. There will undoubtedly be another website in the future that will host our school only, and we'll direct you to that when appropriate. As for things we have going on right now, we have a community of people uh, seeking to know more about their biblical anatomy at community.erratphysiology.com. Uh, we have links to our podcast, both this podcast, Biblical Anatomy, and the other podcast, Discipleship Conditioning, can be found through podcast.erratphysiology.com. And then I also have a number of links uh, through links.erratphysiology.com, books that I recommend and things of that nature. If you'd like to keep in contact with us, reach out. Uh, you, our business is Ararat Physiology, so you can reach out through our domain email at hello at erratphysiology.com, and we would love to speak with you. Uh, perhaps there's a topic that you'd like to see discussed in one of these first episodes. Uh, please email us, and whatever the topic is related to anatomy and physiology, I'll explain it to the best of my ability and provide a biblical spin along the way. So as a take-home message, what I hope that you pull from this is a question that you can ask yourself on how education can be of service to you and not a burden. I, I believe education is, is just the medium in which we expand our minds, and I am a huge fan of study. I'm a huge fan of learning and education, and I don't promote getting rid of education but I do promote looking at how we acquire education far differently because I do believe education right now is a burden, not a service, not something that is of service to us. We'll conclude, as we always do, with the Lord's Prayer. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen.